Welcome to the Tag You're It podcast. I'm Ray Ray, and in this podcast, Dave and I continue our discussion, switching gears from Mark Driscoll to aliens, UFOs, and how we should respond. Right. Uh, so this is our shout out to my buddy James. Uh, thank you for the topic. Thank you for uh, just the discussions we've had with it a couple times, and uh, and uh, just kind of, I mean, whenever we talked about it last, uh, it's kind of that's what put me in the frame of mind. Um, um, to look at things and how to study things and to think about. So, um, again, this is for you, James, but this is for everybody. Anyway, thanks for the topic so that we can create a resource on this. And uh, so, basically, let's switch gears. We're going to talk about UFOs, aliens, and how we should respond as Christians. And uh, I know the one of the first things that I'm I like listened to... I'm kind of anxious about this because I've been like <laughs> yeah, trying been to read... And chomping at the bit. But anyway. I don't know if I can get it all ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it. We use, you know, God's graceful and we usually get something good done. Um, but anyway, you know, I went to Walter Martin. You know, like, you know, where where does the apologist go um, whenever we're talking about such a strange sub like that, subject like this? And so I went to Walter Martin, um, found a... I had a buddy that uh, told me that there was a podcast um, subscription that I could get that had a bunch of his stuff um, recorded. So I went to his show and kind of just wanted to, I just wanted to test, like, where did he go a long time ago? And what was really awesome is he presented his stuff. And by the time I got to the end, because I had to listen to it kind of hit and miss throughout the week, by the time I did some reading and some studying, some thinking, some praying, um, I listened to the end of his program and went, all right, he went to the same place. So, um, if you know Walter Martin's position, um, we're oh, in the same place. But a lot of what Martin yeah. unpacks, I thought, was uh, important to kind of connect this. Yeah. He relies heavily on John Weldon's book "UFOs: What on Earth Is Happening: The Coming Invasion." Mm-hmm. That was a 1975 publication, and of course, the podcast that we listened to was 1975. Mm -hmm. Now, Weldon isn't the only one who wrote on this, but there is a real lack of apologetic material on this. There is a massive chasm of apologetic material on this, and I I think that's one reason that it's important. Uh, The place that I look to is Gary North's Unholy Spirits, Occultism, and the New Age of Humanism. I thought it was a powerful piece, and so with that said, yes, some of the things that we are putting forward are based on Martin, Weldon, and of course what we have done with Gary North and so, Ooh. with that said, I will move on into this. So, yeah, all so good anyway, stuff. So, anyway, yes, our uh, live feed is dead. Really? The oh, live wait. feed is dead? Well, it's some, It's feeding on okay, mine never mind. So, I don't so, know yeah. why it's doing that there, but it hey, certainly looks we're like good. it's going. So, let's move on. So, yeah, yeah. anyway, we, we got to that same conclusion, but the one thing that we um, have to tell you is we don't have the same starting point. Um, so Walter Martin's very evidential. Um, yes, he kind of just he puts out all this uh, storylines and which are really good, good uh, stockpile there. Um, but uh, the thing is, then he never really gives you a starting point. Um, 
but and that's what we want to provide. I think that uh, Martin didn't provide yeah. in his critique on that podcast. So, so let's, let's go, go ahead, ahead. And, and start with a scriptural component. Um, rather than looking at things that are stated and found in the world, that's that's one thing that I think people make a mistake on this. Again, uh, Driscoll did an excellent job. We need to start with God. We need to start with his word. We need to start with what has been decreed by God first and foremost. So we know this. God is the creator, right? Just yeah. as we often state with our kids. Yeah. So in the um, beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So and that means that everything. John 1. Yes. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And Nothing God created was made. through him. That's yeah, right. that yeah. Has so been nothing. Made. Yeah, nothing that was made was made. Colossians one sixteen. So. Uh, God, you know, through Christ, He created everything. That is an important element. So mm-hmm. when we deal with things that are not human, when we deal with things that seem to transcend humanity, we recognize that there are animals. God created them. Adam named them. We see them. We are easily able to designate them. Mm-hmm. But what we have also is not just human beings. We also have a spiritual reality, a spiritual entity. So as it gives a really clear statement in Ephesians chapter 6 that we war against things that are not material, mm-hmm. things that are invisible. That's another element that's very crucial to Colossians chapter 1. When it talks about Christ, it says that things that are invisible and visible, He has made. Therefore, in the Christian worldview, there are... Uh, transcendent beings besides God, and by that I mean there are beings that transcend the spiritual reality into the physical reality. Mm -hmm. Why do we say that? Well, it's pretty clear. There are angels in Scripture. There is Satan in Scripture. There are demons in Scripture. Therefore, what we know about creation is multidimensional. Right? Exactly. By that I mean there is a spiritual dimension, there is a physical dimension. So when we start with Scripture, and when we start there, we recognize that there are beings that we do not understand because they're immaterial beings. We likewise see that those beings transcend the human existence and the human reality. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to something that I think is real important. I love what Grudem states uh, about demons and about Satan. And I uh, want to be just real, real quick uh, in basically reframing this. We know from Scripture that demons are angels that have fallen. Why would we say that? Well, the origin of demons is pretty clear. Uh, God creates everything, says it's good, Genesis 1.31. But we know somewhere between Genesis 1.31 and Genesis 3, there is some type of fall. Satan falls, right? Uh, Many theologians would tell you that Isaiah 14 describes that fall of Satan. Mm-hmm. But we also can go to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, where it tells us this. God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to the pits of nether gloom to be kept until the day of judgment. Jude chapter 6 tells us likewise that the angels did not keep their own position but left their proper dwelling and have been kept by him in eternal chains in the nether gloom until the day uh, until the judgment of the great day. Mm-hmm. So that creates a reality that we need to recognize. 
God has made Satan. Satan is a fallen angel. Demons are fallen angels that have not been given, just as any angel does not get reconciliation with God. So there's this Mm -hmm. spiritual dimension where there are evil forces. Now, we can go to the Gospel of Mark and see Christ cast out demons from the demoniac. All we need to do is read the Gospels and we can see over and over again there is this dimension of spiritual beings entering into the create or the physical creation and doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to point out very, very clearly, uh, again, uh, Satan, of course, is our adversary. Uh, it's really clear in Genesis chapter 6, verse 23, that Satan engages Christ, and, and Christ says uh, very clearly, excuse me, Satan engages Christ in uh, the early chapters of the Gospels, and it's over and over again seen that Satan does try to destroy. Now, really want to paraphrase here what Grudem talks about when he talks about demons. And again, we're not starting with the evidence of UFOs. We'll get into that. But we're starting with the realities that Scripture has given us. Mm-hmm. Here is one thing that Grudem, just to summarize some of his teachings on demons and angels, he says, the tactics of Satan and his demons are used to lie, mm-hmm. John eight forty four, deceive, Revelation 12, 9, murder, Psalm 106, 37, and every other kind of destructive activity to attempt to cause people to turn away from God and destroy themselves. John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So, here's what we know. Demons are active in our world today. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things, because uh, recently on my Friday morning men's Bible study, we were talking about demonic activity and where do we see it in the world. But yeah. we don't see a lot of people being possessed by demons, do we? That's the that's the thing. Ah. I mean, so that's an answer to the other, you know, the op- opposing side. Like, you know, I read in the uh, New Testament that uh, there's all these people possessed by demons and all that stuff, and we don't see it today. Well, again, this is going to come down to presuppositions. It's going to come down to does your worldview have the categories, and Bingo. why is your worldview superior? <laughs> the other does element your make, does your worldview make sense of reality whenever we are experiencing these things? We want to recognize likewise that Satan can can present himself as a angel of light. Mm-hmm. Satan can present himself as something other than what he is. Yes. With that said, when we look at scripture, we recognize that demons interact with people. We inter- inter- We recognize, likewise, that demons have deceived human beings. Mm -hmm. We recognize that demons do take over people and destroy them. We also recognize, then, that Satan can shift in his deception. Notice that Satan isn't always seen as a a snake slithering around. And he's not uh, red with horns and a pitchfork, either. So, I mean, so it's one of those things, what does Satan look like in Scripture? And so, you know, my my kind of understanding is this, is like, you know, we have dominion. We get to make up things. We get to have fun. And so science fiction rolls around. The whole mass of uh, culture is thinking about things, and they've got pictures of things in their heads. And what better for Satan to then take a hold of something and go, these people want this. And I know that I can keep them away from God by utilizing what they want. Because that's what Satan gives you. Satan gave Eve the fruit because he goes, 
if I if I tell her that this will give her knowledge and that God has supposedly not given her something, she'll bite. And she did. And so he's still the same old serpent uh, you know, at, that he was then, today, and who's to say which worldview? I mean, from our Christian worldview, we have to go, that is a high probability. So here's the deal. We live in a world that quickly dismisses things like demons mm-hmm. and spiritual evil forces, yes. right? Because if it's not physical, it doesn't exist. Yes. So what more effective way would there be for Satan and his evil powers and dominions to deceive human beings the biggest trick, other than yeah. presenting himself as something that he is not in order to deceive mankind. Yeah, Does that the make biggest sense? trick that the devil ever pulled, right? That's that's a quote, famous quote. The biggest trick that the devil ever, ever pulled was to say that he didn't exist. And so, I mean, so, aliens exist. Satan doesn't exist. Um, you know, demonic forces don't exist. And this is exactly um, what can happen in the... Gary North writes this in his book. It is my thesis that personal occult creatures whose goal is to confuse men, delude men, and keep them in a form of bondage, and he can do so by manifesting themselves in a form which is acceptable to man. Mm -hmm. Grudem writes this in Systematic Theology. He says, There is no reason to think there is any less demonic activity in the world today than there has been at the time of the New Testament. The ideology and the worldview that perpetuates and propagates our United States and much of the Western world is a naturalism. Mm -hmm. That worldview is founded on the idea that all life Mm -hmm. is a mutated higher complexity form of life. Yeah, everything is matter in motion, governed by time and chance. If Satan can deceive mass mass numbers of individuals by presenting himself from time to time as some form of a higher intelligence being who is more highly evolved, not only physically, but here's the key, morally, and remember, Satan has presented himself as a higher moral being mm-hmm. since when he first shows up in the and Bible. That's, you know, and if, uh, I don't know if you guys have read, uh, I think it was Total Depravity mm-hmm. uh, by A.W. Pink, um, where the illustration is amazing whenever um, he's talking about, you know, whenever you read in Genesis just the conversation, it's kind of like it's in the middle of something. Like they were talking for a little bit, and then we get the actual. Um, words said, you know, from the snake to Eve, and he presents a uh, really awesome illustration that, you know, Eve is hanging around and she sees the snake come by the tree, and then the tree, or then the snake grabs the fruit and takes a bike, then starts starts speaking. So it's like, it's like the snake didn't speak before, but then after the snake took a bite of the fruit, um, he started speaking, and then he started talking to Eve, right? And then Eve's kind of like, that's why, you know, possibly she's like, man, this fruit is good to make somebody wise. This fruit helped this animal that I've never seen talk before talk. And, man, he sounds very wise in his speech and, and logic and all that kind of stuff coming together, reasoning from a snake, you know, um, and the, how that could be like a possibility of what went on in the garden. Um, and so we get down to today. 
was it what it, what can Satan do um, to appear wise? So yeah, I just want to say Scripture yeah. gives us a really clear picture, and I want to make sure that we do this. Number one, there are two dimensions to creation: mm-hmm. the seen and the unseen. Mm-hmm. Those are categories. We see the unseen entering into the scene in the form of angels, in the form of Satan, Mm -hmm. right? And in the form of theophanies, and of course, demons. Yeah. We see in the the Gerasian demoniac, Mark 5, 1 to 20, Acts 16, 16 to 18, the soothing girl in Philippi. Mm -hmm. Those are just two examples. Oftentimes, we think that only in primitive cultures do these demonic forces exist. I would tell you that no, our society, which is now removing the idea of spiritual forces, what better way for them to present themselves? So I think biblically we have established that there is a reality Mm -hmm. in this extra dimensional activity. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah. And it is not only good forces but evil, deceiving forces. Mm-hmm. So hit play on that video. Yeah, here we go. I think I'm on. As we mentioned, George also asked President Trump about reports of UFO sightings, and the president, for the first time, spoke about being briefed on this subject. You and I, we know we disagree about that, but we have a whole day ahead to go on this. Before we go, one of the things you have as president is the access to all the information right. in the world, all the mysteries out there. And I was just struck in the last couple of weeks, we're reading more and more reports of Navy pilots seeing lots and lots of UFOs. Have you been briefed yeah, on that? What do you I make have, of it? I have. I, I think it's probably... Uh, I want them to think whatever they think. They do say, I mean, I've, see, I've seen and I've read and I've heard, and I did have one very brief meeting on it, but people are saying they're seeing UFOs. Do I believe it? Not particularly. Do you think you'd know if there were evidence of extraterrestrials? Well, I think my great, our great pilots would know. Uh, and some of them really see things that are a little bit different than in the past. So we're going to see. But we'll watch it. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> 1952. The United States Air Force does record that the White House was swept by by UFOs. This is the Air Force. Right here, June 15, 2019, the president has been briefed on Navy pilots reported sightings of unidentified flying objects. In 2014 and 2015, U.S. pilots, Navy reported multiple UFO sightings. Right here, 2017, There is a study done where in 2004, multiple Top Gun trained fighter pilots, these are are individuals who are trained to identify aircraft. They cannot identify these aircraft. I can go back. Let's go back even farther. Are you ready? Ancient Hindu literature writes about celestial ancient cars or bright clouds. Roman historians such as Pliny, Tacitus, Seneca report that places like the Gulf of Venice in 213 BC, there are these bright lights or these fiery objects that are in the sky that are unexplainable. Uh, In Umbra in 16 BC, again, Roman historian Pliny says that there are fiery shields that swept across the sky. 
Lily, uh, excuse me, Libby, also a Roman historian, says phantom ships or celestial crafts in 16 to 17 BC. Egyptian historian Pharaoh Tutmosis the Third says in 1600 BC that there are circles of fire as light as the sun in the sky. I have other evidence, but friends. It is really interesting. In 1947 to 1969, the Blue Book Project was recorded. That was the Air Force doing all kinds of research, trying to figure out what was going on, what these unidentified flying objects have. Now, here's the thing that oftentimes people think. Only hokey, wacky people have seen these. Walter Martin himself claimed to have seen UFOs and claimed his research assistant had taken a picture of UFOs. He even claimed that there were seminary professors, and a certain seminary, and he didn't disclose, that had seen these objects in the sky. Uh, There is all kinds of documented evidence of UFO sightings occurring time and time again by credible sources. So that puts us as Christians in a really interesting position. Mm -hmm. Number one, we can say that it's a hoax. And I'm following some of Martin's design on this. So are UFOs a hoax? As a reasonable person, I certainly believe unequivocally no. People have really seen these things. Either Martin is lying and he's in on some game and all these people are in on these games... But we basically have to say that, ah, all these folks are making it up. Yeah. We can't, uh, we can't. Uh, Welcome to the Tag You It podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And in this podcast, Dave and I continue the discussion from the live cast on aliens, UFOs, and how we should respond. to lie to gain something? Or, I mean, so, are there cases? Are there cases? Yes. People make stuff up all the time. So, you know, informed by theology... I know that people are liars. I know that people uh, want gain for themselves. You know, so can they be hoaxes? As a Christian, we can say can't. There can be hoaxes. Yes, that's <laughs> so fine. But multiple reputable scientists and bystanders claim to have seen UFOs. Mm-hmm. Claim to have had encounters with them. And I would say that a reasonable person cannot simply dismiss this as a hoax. That's my opinion. The other uh, idea is these are natural phenomena. Um, There are uh, bursts of stars. There are weather balloons. There is lightning. These are birds. But there was a really interesting piece that you and I had access to from, uh, if I remember right, it was from... The uh, it was published in about 1957, and it was from the American Legion magazine, oh, yes, yes, right. mm-hmm. where a Air Force pilot says that he not only followed but was scared to death when he saw these bright lights. He wasn't a believer in UFOs. He wasn't a believer uh, in any concept of these uh, these types of forces. He had no idea that they existed, but bam, there they were. Uh, 
there are multiple credible sources that are saying this. Yeah, so natural phenomenon. Could it be natural phenomenon? I'd say it might possibly like if we stay in the realm of evidence. Yeah. Certainly according to scripture, human beings have minds Mm -hmm. that make things up. God's creation does some pretty amazing things that we sometimes Mm -hmm. can't explain. Uh, We've seen that happen here recently. A a black hole was discovered in deep space, and scientists wondered how in the world that that was even possible. Mm -hmm. Then we jump to what I think is really interesting. It could be an interplanetary force, an interplanetary existence. In other words, there's an undiscovered civilization in our solar system that we really haven't had an encounter with in a really close way. Mm-hmm. Now, according to Scripture, I would reject that. Yes. According to Scripture, I would have to say God does not tell us of other beings on other planets that exist in a form or in a civilization that is intellectually capable of having encounters with us. In other words, God's Word doesn't tell us that there are aliens on other planets that exist and are part of his creation. We yeah, don't have evidence to do of that. So, yeah, and I mean, if we would say that we have evidence, it would be borrowing from the naturalistic uh, worldview that can't make sense of logic, right? Yes. It can't make sense of what it takes to be able to provide proof for what it's wanting to make. But, so we can't, you know, we can't just gravitate toward, you know, inside our solar system, outside our solar system kind of things um, because, hey, if evolution took, oh, you now you have to adopt the naturalistic, um, and this is this is why uh, you know Richard Dawkins um, would believe in aliens without much evidence, or without like hard evidence, like why he would philosophically believe in aliens over God any day because it does fit the narrative of his circular worldview. Yeah, and the other thing that's really important from just a physical scientific standpoint. We spend millions of dollars of tax money sending out radio signals trying to contact other civilizations. When something pops up into our system and we are unable to explain it according to the laws of physics, it cannot be something that exists completely in the material universe. Mm -hmm. It has to be extra dimensional. Now, we have satellite photos of, I mean, really great satellite photos of the moons of Saturn. Yeah. And we don't see anything in any of those places. We can map Mars, right? We can map the moon. And we have no, no, uh, there is no evidence of any civilization there. Unless if you bring it to the party, which I've seen maps of the moon where they've been like, see that shape? Yeah. And it's very very blurry picture, but it looks like, you know, but then again, it's all based on a naturalistic perspective for one. And again. So then you bring in the interplanetary. So we can't find anything that is intelligent life in our solar system. Mm -hmm. So it must be from another solar system. Problem with that is there is no way, according to the physical laws, that something that is intellectually capable of traveling from another galaxy to ours could do that in any way that would make sense, right? Interplanetary, excuse me, intergalactic travel, according to the laws of physics, is impossible in any way that we could understand that would make sense, right? Yeah. Uh, You would have to, again, suspend animation. We have no clue how to do that according to physical laws. 
and then travel at these high rates of speed that we have no ability to do. That's the other thing. Many of these different reports that are done by Air Force officials note that these uh, these aircraft travel at speeds that we cannot travel at, and they make these moves that we could not make. It is uh, crazy. So again, we can dismiss this because there's no way that our satellites could not see them in any way, no way that our radio signals could not pick them up. And here's the other thing. If you are a highly intelligent society, why would you not want to engage another intelligent society? Yeah. Again, it's only going to benefit you even more. If they have these incredible capabilities to travel in an inter interplanetary, intergalactic way, they could easily subdue our society. And therefore, again, physical laws dismiss this, and also just logic dismisses this. Mm -hmm. So then again, another idea that Martin puts forward is that this could be a civilization on a planet that we've not on on our planet that we've not contacted. Yeah. That seems absurd. We've got a pretty darn good view of what's going on on our planet, right? And it would be, again, there is no scientific evidence that would suggest this. Now, Scripture would give us an idea that that could happen, yeah. possibly. But, God would somehow have to get us connected with them in order to bring the message of salvation to them. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And so, again, we've got a little bit of a conundrum. And again, we have no scientific evidence of that. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Martin says that it's a secret weapon. Uh, if that's the case, again, why are we not seeing that technology propagated? There's billions of dollars to be made on that. And I guarantee you, if the government can't keep quiet, the financial dealings of our president, I'm pretty sure they can't keep quiet something like that. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. It'd have to rear its ugly head at some point. And Simon, was that the last one you had? Because... Nope, that brings us oh, to number seven. Number seven, you got and it. And that is, again, that it is a extra-dimensional set of beings. Luke 23 talks about how men's hearts will fail in the last days because of some of the evil that will be propagated. Revelation tells us that God will unleash demons from the bottomless pit. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that we live in a wicked time and a wicked society. I believe very clearly from Scripture that we can state that these demonic forces, and that's what they are, present themselves in a way so as to confuse, to destroy, and to deceive human yeah. beings. And so, so, you know, to summarize that, to get down to the bottom of it, what exists and how do you know that it exists? As Christians, our response is, God made the heavens and the earth. God made the animals, God made the, the land, the sea, the stars, the sun, the moon for their purposes as they are written. And he made animals and he made man and he's got angels and those angels fell and there's demons. That's pretty much sums up Genesis all six. we know. Genesis 6 even gives us some yeah. ideas of that concerning yeah. where you fall. Yeah, so it's one of those things. What do we know as Christians? That's what we know. And we can know it for certain because God, the all-knowing, um, omnipotent, uh, omniscient, omnipotent God that he is, has condescended, has uh, made a relationship with us, and uh, he has let us know um, these things. So we don't have to live in fear whenever man makes something up or says something. Um, so that's, that's where we're at. So to summarize all that, I mean, we can give you evidences all day. Again, you're on our show. You're in presuppositional mode now. That's right. Um, you can give evidences all you want. We can, you know, Mark, Walter Martin can speak until he's blue in the face with somebody that wants evidence on either side of the case. And it's not going to change hearts and minds. And it's not going to get to the gospel. Um, so my contention is, and I mean, I don't know if you want to 
Let's keep on going. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we have man, not finished this it. yet. We have yeah. I mean, we've got like, the case. Like, you can split it in, the, in yeah. half if you want. If yeah, you find I think a good that's spot. probably what I'll like, do, but I'll put them both out at the same time just to give you guys some little chunks um, to so you don't have to listen yeah, to you one can do big the, block. Yeah, uh, you can do the Driscoll show and you can do the Alien yeah. show. So that's what we'll Sorry do. I went on a monologue that's, there. No, I no, 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 because that's what's needed because what that showed you is look at all that stuff. Look at all those points. Look at all those points. What can you do because of the gospel? Because of what you know. Um, you don't have to know all that. That's right. You know what you can do? You can go up to a person instead of uh, listening to this. Uh, they come, hey, I have just seen an alien something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to interpret what I saw. There's a yeah. problem of inference here. I don't know if I can trust my own faculties on this issue. Well, God has spoken. Again, what do we know? And then that's what you speak to the person. So you don't have to be like, ah, I'm just going to dismiss this guy outright. That doesn't share the gospel. That's right. You, you know, and you don't have to agree with them either. You don't have to be like, yeah, they were aliens and now I'm afraid. You don't have to be afraid. You don't that's have right. to live a life of fear. So what do you do? You treat them as though they had until you give them the gospel and they either admit that they lied or they continue in their lie. And however you do it, but what you do is you get them, you you treat them the way the gospel treats people. And so you go, okay, I really believe that you saw a UFO, an alien and stuff. Okay, let's let scripture interpret what you saw. Because we know in the last day that the that Antichrist is going to be going around, that things are going to be happening to sway the elect if possible. So we as Christians, as elect, as ones that are so strong in faith that we are persevering, We've got to guard ourselves, too. So what if we see an alien? Uh, what do we need to do? We need to let Scripture interpret our experience and not the other way around. Shane. Mm -hmm. Oh, what we got? And I don't know his last name. I don't know if he's a friend of yours or a person you know, but Shane asked if, if there were any Reformers that had written on this. And I would contend that every Reformer who mm -hmm. write and has written on spiritual forces of evil has written about this. Have they written about it in the same way? Again, yeah. I believe that Satan appears and influences people within their time, within their culture, and within a way that would deceive them the most effectively. Satan is smart. He knows how to deceive human beings. And I believe that this propagation of UFO sightings incurring a rise at certain times in society doesn't demonstrate that there are people visiting our planet it demonstrates that Satan is using this power of deception in this time and in this way to deceive many. In fact, one of the things that I like that Martin says is, the God of our society is not a theological God, he's a technological God. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it would not surprise me for people to write about these appearing of demons that tell them that, that the... God of the Old Testament was just an alien who wrote with his ray gun the Ten Commandments. Yeah. That Moses was really worshiping an alien God who opened up the sea. Again, that's yeah. a belief of our time. Yeah, and so again, that's why I mean, if you're going to get really get engaged with you know more of the intelligent crowd or you know more of the intellectual, um, that's whenever you have to bring in that naturalistic presupposition yes. in which they're interpreting things by. So you go, wait, wait a second, wait a second, naturalism which would lead you to believe in aliens being able to evolve on other planets and get to advance to be able to move around the galaxy or whatever, um, what have you, That and they come here. Um, from that worldview, you can't even make sense of the logic that it takes to make that 
claim. That's right. So you can believe it all you want, but you have to just do arbitrary jumps and uh, all that kind of stuff. So you need to keep people um, based on, if they want to interpret it that way, you'd be like, okay, I want you to then, um, you know, you're using empiricism. So uh, empiricism even can't, you know, it can't even take care of its own claim that it's the only way to know anything. And so then you go, but by my revelation, I know that if, you know, I know that there's some claims that some of the alien abductions, you know, they were, they were talking about uh, the aliens told them that God was wrong and reincarnation or some other sort of uh, salvation or something like that. Um, not Christianity. Um, you, you can just sit there and just refute that all day. If you just recognize that they have, they don't have the revelation of God and they have no justification for the scientific research that would it take to prove um the existence of aliens from a an evolved sense. So. Yeah. No, and let me just state, I don't think this is the only time that we'll ever deal with this. We will probably yeah. revisit it again. Um, I'm certainly going to, as I start school again, I'm certainly going to try to r- figure out how I can write a paper on this. Yeah. I think it's a great subject. And there is a real lack of teaching on mm-hmm. this subject. And that's a really, I believe there's a chasm there, and we've produced something that I think is really important when it comes to UFOs and when it comes to how you deal with them. And because other apologists aren't talking about it, it's not taken very seriously. And I think much of that has to do with the fact that Christians have never thought about how you deal with this. And it comes back to Scripture every time. Mm-hmm. There is the seen and the unseen that was created by Christ. The unseen enters into the seen creation time and time again. It enters into the seen creation in the form of Jesus Christ, most importantly, saving us. But we see demons entering into this realm. We see Satan entering into this realm. And that mm-hmm. hasn't stopped. Yeah. And now in our time and in our day, of course, we don't see a bunch of people that seem to be possessed by demons. I believe that these evil forces, which war against us, present themselves in a way that would be appealing to our culture and in our time and in yeah. our day and in our age. Yeah. And so I think that's a really good uh, place to stop for the night. Yeah. But if you guys uh, think we've missed something, um, need some clarification on anything, um, hit us up because, um, like I said, like we're here in a couple of weeks. We're finally doing part two of uh, yeah. objective morality, so and I've got we that. can continue this conversation even if it's not next week or the next, you know, in the next few weeks. But we can get back to it. So please, uh, if you're listening, please, if you have any questions, if there's anything um, that you've studied, let us know. Give us resources that you're going because again we there's very little on this uh, topic and we'd like to make tag you at the resource oh yeah um, that'd be amazing help get this conversation going and maybe other apologists will uh, take it on as well so we can build a really awesome community because remember we got to preach the whole counsel of god and That's demons right. is a part of it and knowing as much as you can know about what god has said is key um again but what i want you to leave you with again um whenever somebody talks about these things, don't just sit there and go and and dismiss them. Um, Find a way to get the gospel to them. And from those just basic rules of of how to defend our faith and give people the hope that we have, which is the gospel, um, you know, befriend them, listen to them. And if that's all you're doing is just listening to them, um, that's the bridge. And then you just go home and you think about it, you pray about it, you study the scriptures, and then Pray that God gives you the words and the next opportunity that you can then progress um, from their story. So don't just go dismissing people are crazy. Um, they might be, 
but you don't know yet. So keep on going until you find out. So um, I think that pretty much uh, sums up I think, yeah, man, what right I wanted on. to do with the um, show. Dude, um, brother, I appreciate no. it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, if you, you have listened to the podcast today and you have enjoyed the content, please give yes. us good feedback on iTunes. iTunes, YouTube, CastBox, Facebook. Um, just yeah, let, Because the more you guys do that, the more it gets uh, thrown out there. Because, so, yeah. again, this is a resource. This isn't trying to get us fame or anything. No. Especially with this episode, it puts that resource out there and uh, gives people the uh, gospel. And so. continue to send in questions for shows because this was... This wasn't something that we would have ever touched. Yeah, this probably. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, really again, hard. I still think we've got more work yeah. to do on it. So, all right. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, with that said, this is the Taggy Ray Podcast, and I'm Ray Ray. And I am Dave. And so are Dave. Hope I didn't go too long.